these kids. They're gonna love Dark Falls. <laughs> Hi guys. Oh, hey guys. I am Daniel Montgomery. I am Matthew Scott Montgomery. P.S. Welcome to Welcome to Deadcast. We are the Terror Twins. We love Goosebumps and we love Summertime. That's not even a song. (laughs) It's not a song. It's not. We are identical twins. Oh, it's true. We always finish first. (laughs) Oh, I was like trying to like do this thing where it's like instead of saying finish each other's and then you would have said like sentences or sandwiches depending, I thought I would just say we always finish and then you would have picked up from there and said each other's sentences. But next time I will. Yes, next time we're twins. Next time we'll definitely be twins. P.S. Can you tell the difference between our voices? I'm the one that uses profanity. Daniel does all the work and I have the commentary that doesn't matter. <laughs> Somebody told me the other day that somebody's you, buzz that you have a deeper voice and I have a more nasal voice. Oh, they do. I don't think that's true. Really, I didn't appreciate that. I mean, I think I don't know. Do our? I guess our voices sound very similar. People when we were younger used to come up to us and tell us what they what were different at what was different about us. Yeah, they, we got a lot of like which one's the evil one. Or... Somebody's like, oh, you have the long face, and then Matthew is the wide face. Somebody on listen. I, I won't check Facebook anymore. I just won't do it. What's like, Facebook? Exactly. So I, I, we're going there. I texted, I posted a picture of us from uh, a cute wedding with a bunch of pictures. I just randomly put it up there. It doesn't on matter. On Facebook? What are you doing on Facebook? Well, uh, I use, most, mostly use it for self-promotion. Oh. Honestly. Or if there's like a really cute, I don't know. I don't actually really know what I'm doing on there anymore. And yeah. I, and I, I don't like it. I don't know what but, anyone's doing on there. But somebody wrote, I am. We're going to talk about this. Okay. Somebody wrote a comment and they said, I don't understand why you guys are twins and have this, have a, um, have different hair, have a different hairline. <laughs> and I said, and I like had to take a step back and I, and I just wrote Matthew has bangs <laughs> and I got so many likes on that comment. <laughs> like <laughs> Matthew has bangs. Yeah. Matthew wears his hair down. I wear my hair up. Everything else is the same. Yeah. What is, how hilarious. Anyway. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I should have said, I should have said Matthew's bangs. P.S. Don't write back. (laughs) So we are talking about uh, more tales to give you goosebumps. 10 short summary, scary stories. This is number two. Last episode, we talked about Camp Thunder Lake. This is, uh, you know, what we, what we're going to do and what we have been doing is the last, the last tales to give you goosebumps at the very end. We said, what was our favorite? What was the scariest? Or what was our least favorite? All the, all the above. I will tell you right now, this is my favorite sto- story. From oh this my book. gosh. I love that. I, yes. When I, I do it. think of this anthology of short stories, uh, this is one of the first one, that, first ones that come to mind this because one, it's so, it's a little different. It's a little different than stuff that Earl Sanders does because it, it goes like weird in a different direction that it normally doesn't. And it tickles me. 
it, it really tickles the deepest part of me in ways that I don't think I can accurately express. Yes. Um, I'm excited to hear more about your thoughts on it. Well, let's just jump on in. So we've been to so many camps in our Goosebumps canon. You we know should, what I mean? We we've should had, make a list of them, We honestly. should. We have, like, well, maybe at the end of this, the 10th episode of this go-round, we can maybe talk about Maybe we will. Because we've been to, you know, Camp Spirit Moon and Camp uh, Night Moons. We're big, guys. But this time, we're at Camp... Timberlake Hills. <laughs> I feel like now we're just throwing a bunch of words together and making up a new name of a camp, kind of like season 11 of RuPaul's Drag Race. I lo- love it. Do you know what I mean? I really do. Our protagonist is a guy named Dave. Um, home run Dave, because he likes sports or something. Wow, go figure. A little white boy who likes baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to camp. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know why I'm throwing shade on the thing that I absolutely love. It's fine. So he he's been going to he's going to Camp Timberlake Hills, and uh, and he's already there and he's loving it. His the camp director is a guy named Sam. He's totally bald. Kind of like me after reading the story. <laughs> <laughs> Sam never smiles, and that's just who Sam is. Yeah, and classic Sam. Classic Sam. Dave is uh, staying in bunk fourteen. And he loves the guys in Bunk 14. They like to horse around and play pranks. They're the best. Touch each other. I love it. I have so much fun at Camp Timberlake Hills in Bunk 14. Dave is the youngest of the the guys in the bunk. He's 12, (sighs) of course. And Dave's like, uh, he's a little concerned. Why? What's going on? It has been eight days at camp, and he's received no letters from his mom or dad. That's so weird. Last year, on the second day... He literally got four letters and what was it? A carton of pretzels? Yeah, he got a whole carton of pretzels. Damn, fucking pretzels sound so good right now. See, it's Matthew, profanity, that comment doesn't matter. He he's a little worried and I'm worried too. Even his mom promised him that she would write him and like immediately. And so he's like, It's been eight days. That's weird. That's and weird. that 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 day, still no mail for him at the mail call. Three days later, so now it's like 11 or 12 days since he's been at camp. There's still yes. no mail. Wait a second. And he che- there's like a little post office kind of spot at the camp, and he checks in with a lady that works there named Miss Mildred. <laughs> you heard me. Do you already see why I like this story so much? I do. I definitely do. He's like, I'm going to check with Miss Mildred. Work. And Miss Mildred says, no, bitch, I don't have any, any letters for you. Bitch. And Dave starts to freak out a little bit. He and totally freak out. The next day, meaning this is almost two weeks into camp, he tells Sam, he says, hey, Sam, I want to call home. And Sam says, no calls home unless it's an emergency. I feel like this is such a camp trope where it's like calling home is always difficult or the phone doesn't work or the phone doesn't work. Or it's a fake phone. Yeah. And Sam's like, you know, it's no, 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 no. Dave's like, but I think it's in it. Sam says, no, no, unless it's an emergency. It's okay. So the next day after swimming. Oh, I love to swim. I know. I love to swim. It's mail call again. Mail call. And Sam says, hey, Dave, Miss Mildred found a letter at the bottom of the drawer. Wait a second. He has a letter? He does. So here you go. Here's your letter. And Dave's like, oh, I'm so relieved. So, so relieved. And so he grabs the letter. He opens it. And I'm going to read you that letter right now. Dear David, we're not coming up for visiting day. Your sister misses you. See you in August. Mom and dad. P.S. Don't write back. What? What? Dave kind of feels like crying a little bit. (laughs) Such a hilarious. He like gets a big old lump in his throat. It's like, that's kind of odd. My my sister misses me. They're not coming up for visiting. They're not coming out for visiting day. And he's like, that doesn't make any sense. My sister hates me and literally danced around the house when I left. Why does her ass 
miss me. And then this is so, this doesn't sound like them at all. The next day, another letter comes for him. And he's like, okay, good. This one's got to explain everything. And maybe that was like a weird joke or something. This is what this letter says. Can I read it? Yes. It says, Dear David, we're sending you to live with your great uncle, John. He's coming to pick you up on the 27th. We think it's for the best. Mom and dad. P.S. Don't write back. Dave turns to ice, <gasps> tears well up in his eyes, and he runs to the office to, to make that emergency phone call, and it's locked. And he, he's like, this is crazy. This is crazy. He breaks in through a screen in an open window next to the door to get to that phone, and he gets the phone. He's like, I have to talk to my mom. This, they're, they're, I'm living with great Uncle John. What are, what are they talking about? And he, the phone rings and rings and rings, and his mom finally picks up, but it's not her. It's actually it's the answering machine. It's just oh, her voice. Dermot, in the answering machine. 90s. And right then, Dave hears somebody coming, so he just hangs up, sneaks out another window in the back, pushing out another window screen, and runs back to his bunk. And when he gets back to bunk 14, Sam, bald Sam, is staying there and says, you're in trouble. And, and Dave's like, oh, no, God. I'm sorry. It's just, I got this. He says, yeah, you're in trouble because you're late for the scavenger hunt in the woods. <sighs> and Dave's like, oh, okay. Um, yep. Uh, well, he, here we go. And so this scavenger hunt is taking place, I guess, after the campfire supper that's that that they're preparing for. Mm-hmm. And so Dave has to pack a bag very quickly. And he basically, or not even a bag, really. He just packs a, a, a flashlight. flashlight and a, a sweatshirt. Carry that's all he scavenger needs. hunt, yeah. And he, as he's searching for things to like grab for the scavenger hunt, he sees the letters on the ground, and he looks at the letter. The most recent one that came, and he he, <laughs> he, he looks kind of does letter. a double take because he was like, "Wait a second. He looks and he and, sees that the letter is addressed to Camp Timber Lane Hills. Wait a second. He's at Camp Timber Lake Hills, and this letter is addressed to t- Camp Timber Lane Hills. That's crazy because that's the camp across the lake. Oh, it's the camp across the lake. I understand what happened here. That letter wasn't for Dave. It was for another David Stevenson that's going to Camp Timber Lane Hill. A simple mistake. That is so hilarious to me. It's so funny. That, oh, it's like, oh, no, we're not going to Camp Timber Lake Hills. That's the, the we're going to Camp Timber Lane Hills across, across the, the lake. lake. He's like, oh, there must be another guy with my name. Oh, sure. He said, like, I have an idea. Once the scavenger hunt starts, I'm going to go to Camp Timber Lane Hills and find the other David Stevenson, and then we'll just swap mail. That makes so much sense. Lo- I love this. Yes. So he sneaks away when the scavenger hunt star- is starting, and it's it's pretty dark. It's like it's after dinner. This is scary. He like sneaks down and he gets into like a canoe and rows across the lake at late at night in this dark, dark lake. And as he rows away, the the as he rows, the lights of the camp start getting like of ta- Camp Timber Lake Hills start getting smaller and smaller and smaller until he's all the, almost all the way across the lake, and it's dark on the other side. Yeah, he starts pulling up to Camp Timber Lane Hills, and the first thing he sees is a rotten old dock. And he he, you know, he pulls up to the the shore, gets out, 
he fi- he sees a sign. He uses flashlight. He sees he sees a sign that's old, worn letters saying Camp Timber Lane Hills with tall grass growing around it, and it looks like ain't nobody been here for a long. Time. Yeah, it looks like abandoned and dead. How strange. He sees that there are cabins beyond it, but there are no lights anywhere, no path, no nothing. He just trumps through the woods until he finds this first sort of cabin. He goes. He sees a bunk, and so he decides to go up to the first bunk that he sees. And when he gets there, he sees a skinny boy hanging out over the railings of the bunk with hollow eyes. And he says, um, s- excuse me, do, do you know a David Stevenson? And the kid doesn't answer. He just points to the dark doorway behind him. Mm. And so Dave just walks up to the, you know, the porch, um, walks okay. through this creaky old door and sees that it's just a dark, empty cabin that <gasps> no one is in there. But then he sees some mo- movement and he hears a harsh voice say, what do you want? And he looks, and Dave says, uh, I'm looking for D- David Stevenson. And he, this this kid, this this voice steps out from the shadows. He's and- a scrawny little kid with long brown hair, and he wears dirty, torn clothes. And he repeats himself, what do you want? And Dave's like, I'm looking for David Stevenson. Shows him the letters and say, and the kid says, I'm David Stevenson. And he says, okay, I got your letters. May, may I have mine? And... All of a sudden, like, Nightmare David Stevenson flips out just out of nowhere and says, Yeah, you leave. You know, you got to get out of here. You can't let them see you here. And Dave's like, No, I just want my mail. And David, scary David, goes, No, no, you got to get out. Got to get out. So Dave's like, Um, um, okay. And he runs out. And as he's running out of the bunk, he hears crackling of fire. And he also smells smoke and fire. And he can see a campfire just through the trees and he hides behind a rock and peeks out and sees that there are hundreds of kids circling a fire arms wrapped around each other just swaying and moaning and he's like what is happening here so he he's like i gotta get out of here he starts to leave but a hand grabs him and it's the boy from that was leaning on the porch with the hollow eyes and dave can't get away from him he can't pull away from this kid's really his grip is really strong and the kid's eyes glow an evil red and he pulls david towards the campers around the fire and as dave is being pulled towards the campers they open up their circle for him and dave's like i know they're gonna push me into the fire i know they're gonna push me into the fire all these hundreds of moaning kids dragging him into the fire but he tugs free and he runs he runs away and gets into his canoe and rows rows into the lake the dark lake on his way back to camp timber lake hills he get he makes it back runs to his bunk and sam is waiting for him there and says we've been looking for you everywhere where have you been your mom called and and you know i i don't know what, what what's the deal and dave interrupts and says no 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 i, I was just at the other camp and uh, the letters and the, the there's these the kids camp across the, the fire lake. and sam says what there is no other camp camp, camp timberlane hills burned down 30 years, years ago and dave says but i and i and sam says listen we'll settle this in the morning just get some rest and Dave gets into bed, is freaked out, and he looks at the letter again with his flashlight and shines it shines on shines on the flashlight and gasps when he sees the postmark. Matthew, would you read the first paragraph and last paragraph of this short story? Of PS don't write back. Camp Timberlake Hills, my new sleepaway camp, my new a really cool sleepaway camp. And here's the last paragraph. 
Then I pointed the light along the top right corner of the envelope and gasped. The postmark. It was dated July 10, 1964. What a real screecher. My favorite trope in any horror thing ever is... What do you mean? There is no Camp Lane, Timberlane Hills. It burned down. 30 years ago. 30 30 years years ago. Tonight. I love it. I don't quite understand. Oh, it doesn't make any sense. Okay, good. I was just making sure I wasn't missing something because like... I don't even know if it's worth trying to dis- dissect it and like go over no, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, good. Because for I some was... reason I still really like it, and I we I know we threw it out there real fast, but you know Sam does say that his, his Dave's mom called and was like, oh, she'd been calling for him or whatever, and I guess apologized for not writing letters because she, they the family had to go away for a couple weeks or something. I don't know, but basically everything's fine. With the family, but those letters are so ludicrous. Yeah, I love them so, so, so much. I do too. This and I love this too. Like this, that haunting image of like all these these hundreds Campers, of kids like swaying, each holding each other, each other moaning around the campfire. Really, it's so really scary and weird and dark. Yes, I would like to see a TV episode of this, but I don't know. It maybe does feel too similar to Welcome to Camp Nightmare. Maybe. You know, I don't know, but yes, it, I think it could have worked. Yes, it reminds me of um, in the Nightmare Room. Um, there is a a camp episode, I, the Camp Nowhere. When the lights fade and the moon rises, anything can happen. The world becomes a carnival of shocks and chills. merry-go-round that never stops spinning faster and faster taking you on a frightening ride i'm rl stein don't fall asleep or you may find yourself in the nightmare room that it's Uh it's not too dissimilar from and then there's also i don't know I guess there's only so much stuff you can do with camps, but I don't know. This one always stood out to me in this short story anthology and always chilled me to the bone. Well, it's playing on, you know, like a ch- uh, like a childhood fear or like innate fear of like your family abandoning you or your parent, like not knowing your parents kind of vibe of like, you know, it's, it's, it's so funny. And I'm sure Arlstein started from the place of like, what if you got a letter from your parents while you were at, way at summer camp that was like, don't write back. We're never, we're never, we're never going to see you again. Yeah. You know, feeling like you're left all alone. I just think it's fun on a deeper level. And then it gets stupid and weird. It doesn't make any sense. And it just tickles me so much. The idea of this kid reading this letter tickles me. Timber Lane Hills and Timber Lake Hills. Tickles me. That is ridiculous. P.S. Don't, Don't write back. back. You Such can a great write title to us too. if you'd like. Yeah, please do. P.S. Write us back. Postscript. Please, please say hello. Yeah, say hello to me with the deeper voice. And say hello to me. This is Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can say hi to us. You can... Um, Send us an email at welcome to, to, welcome to deadcast at gmail.com. You can stalk me on Instagram at Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery or Twitter at Eugene. 
And you can say hi to me specifically, uh, Daniel X Montgomery on Instagram, and Daniel Montgomery with no E on yes, Twitter. God. Are you guys having a good summer? Wasn't this, these last two camp episodes sexy and fun? It's just going to get even sexier. In fact, the next episode is going to get a whole lot hotter. It's going to get so hot. Ooh. Ooh it's going to burn. It's going to get so hot that Eric next episode is going to make some crazy choices. I don't know. There's something fishy about our next episode. Mm, what do you mean, Daniel? Oh, I guess you'll have to listen next time. If, if you, you dare. dare.